part of this whole legacy. Yeah. You know, of just being being a human and just trying to like improve your community. You know? For sure, for sure. Which was hit me hard and I was like, what am I doing with my life? You know? Okay, okay. And it all uh it all kind of made sense when I was looking around, I really love seeing these old storefronts that weren't really storefronts anymore in these communities that were like maybe someone's houses but they had like the corner windows or whatever. I was like, I want a storefront. I want to, I want to like go outside every day, be sweeping the sidewalks, say hi to my neighbors, a cup of coffee in my hand, you know. I want people to walk in, know that they have a a, a place they can hang out, you know, draw or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could do that with printmaking, you yeah. know. So I started looking to see if there was any printmaking shops for that like that. And I was like, oh, letterpress is is cool. That's that's a lot like graphic design. And people come in, order things, yeah. posters, you know, you meet really cool people because, you know, you work with bands, you work with artists. Yeah, for sure. So I was really inspired. You know, it was like early 2000s. So, you know, letterpress was, was kind of going strong. You okay. know, it was good. It really had a resurgence in the 90s letterpress, but this was, it was a good point to kind of, to think about starting a business. Okay, you know? okay. So I just started trying to learn as much as I can. Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm Rick Scotch, your host of the Scotch Parlor podcast, where we capture lifestyles and share stories of inspiring people that bring motivation, knowledge, and entertainment to our community. Life is good. Let's get started. Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm your host, Rick Scotch, on the Scotch Parlor podcast. Today, I have James Tucker, who is the founder of The Aesthetic Union, which is a letterpress print shop and design studio right here in San Francisco. I want to thank you for your time and your story today, James. Truly appreciate it. But before I pass it on to you, I'm just going to give a little bit more background of what your business is. In 2013, you opened up The Aesthetic Union, and like I said, right in San Francisco. What stood out to me instantly when I checked out the aesthetic union is just it's a unique business it's it's more than just a print and in-house design studio they have created a creative workspace with the retail shop they offer workshops well-sourced selection of writing tools art materials notebooks studio supplies and they also have a gallery of collaborations with artists that push the boundaries of letterpress printing and i'm super excited to have you here today james and tell your story and i will pass it on to you for your introduction Thank you for uh, inviting me onto your podcast. Absolutely. Really exciting. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Right on. Thank um, you. Yeah. So I think you said you said a lot of it. Right. <laughs> right? <on>. <laughs> that, <laughs> that brief intro for me. <laughs> you said a lot of it. So where should we start? Well, uh, where are you? Where are you originally yeah. from? Okay, New Jersey. I'm from the Jersey Shore. Really? Okay. In case, in case you couldn't tell, I'm very right. stereotypical Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> gold chain. <laughs> Now we're in gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually I actually grew up in um, on the Jersey Shore, kind of north of there. I could see Coney Island from the beach growing up. Grew up like Asbury Park area, so a lot of Bruce Springsteen, okay. uh, you know, go, growing up when I was here and when I was growing up uh-huh. and the shore. And yeah, I had a background in that. And I, I spent a lot of time actually at my grandparents' uh, Christmas tree farm, which was a little inland. Okay. But my mom was a, a nail technician and my dad was a butcher. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. They met actually in the same strip mall. So it was very Jersey. Right? All right. All right. <laughs> and uh, so I, gr- I so they were really hardworking people. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, my grandparents took care of me a lot. And uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time in a barn. 
Yeah, I was raised in a barn. All right. And, <laughs> and uh, so I got to know my grandfather loved old tools. My grandmother took care of uh, really the trees. My grandfather, on nine to five, he was a longshoreman up in Jersey, up in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay. So I really hung out with my grandmother and she showed me just kind of like how to take care of nature, how to take care of the trees, how to take care of machines. She knew how to repair a lot of the tractors herself. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, my grandfather taught me that too. So. Uh-huh. I really knew a lot about, uh, she had a tons of friends, she cherished her friends. So her raising me like that and also just kind of teaching me the basics, how to get through life. You know, she she was raised in a depression, so she taught me how to save money, yeah, work hard, yeah, yeah. and just kind of uh, take care of your friends. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, she really got me through some tough times as a kid. It was really hard. That's awesome. Okay. But, uh, that's, that's, yeah. It's great to have the grandma, that grandma It support. was good. <laughs> it was good to have the family right there yeah, for and sure. stuff. Um, so, yeah, I grew up, uh, grew up in Jersey. You know, I went to Catholic school for most of my childhood. It actually didn't have an arts or music program or okay. anything. So I wasn't really exposed to that except for kind of, um, you know, drawing at home. Okay. And uh, got into high school, went to public high school. There's an art class, which I would, that was like the one class I did well at. Okay. And <laughs> you know, the creative side came out like, naturally. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, uh, well, you're going you're gonna to fail out of high school if you don't, you don't get your shit together. Uh-huh. But here I am, just, I'm just messing around, you know, Jersey Shore, smoking weed and uh-huh. making art. And uh, so um, my guidance counselor was like, hey, do you, you know, you ever hear graphic design? You know, it's it's a thing. It's it's a way to make art, but you can like make a living with it. And I'm like, no, cool. That sounds great. So they signed me up for um, a vocational school for graphic design. Okay. Before that, I actually wanted to. I was like, well, what am I going to do? I was I was going to join the Coast Guard and the Navy. Okay. I worked on marina in marinas and as a lifeguard for okay, most so of my yeah, time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be the cool. water. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was calling you. The water was calling me. It was great. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This was like. Uh, this is right before uh, September 11th. Okay. And okay. I, I mean, we were so close. We watched the whole thing. Yeah. And we're yeah. Just, I was like, hell no, I'm not going to the military. Oh, yeah. It was right like, now. okay. Yeah, for I sure. I was like, we I mean, were, you know, there was like jets flying overhead. Oh, absolutely. We thought World War III was going to happen. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 So that kind of scared me. And I was like, uh, I'll pass. Yeah. So yeah. I went to <laughs> what, what is school. this uh, graphic art, art <laughs> yeah. um, career about now? <laughs> graphic art sounds a lot more safe. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to save people there. I didn't want to, like, cause a war, you know? Yeah. So, like, I, I thought, you know, vocational school seemed really appealing at that time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so I went there. Uh, I actually took a year off between high school and, and college to just do vocational school. Okay. And all that vocational school program, and I, I really aced it. It was just taught to me the way my brain got it. You know, I was like, oh, finally, learning makes sense. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. I had a wonderful teacher really good uh periphery teacher so like science and math was taught there but kind of in an art way okay and then my graphic design teacher um sabka she uh she was a, a casino uh, graphic designer so down atlantic oh, city for a that's long cool. time that was probably some cool art. yeah 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 <laughs> she she told us she got stiffed by trump did she yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> not a surprise <laughs> not a surprise uh, i think she worked a lot on that taj really? mahal thing down there yeah wow. and uh yeah, so she taught us like everything. And as like um she was working in the eighties, all throughout the eighties as a professional graphic designer. Okay. You know, as a woman in the eighties in Atlantic City too, like as a yeah. top graphic designer. That's awesome. Really impressive, this lady. So I worked my ass off uh-huh. and uh graduated um really top of my class. 
had a really killer po- portfolio afterwards. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, you should just apply to every college you want to go to. Okay. So I did. It was cool. And um, I got into every one. I decided to go to a school in Sarasota, Florida, because I visited and I was like, this oh, beaches <laughs> are like white sand, 80 uh-huh. degree water. This yeah, is nice. Right. You know, that doesn't really make for a good education. Uh-huh. So there was a lot of messing around there. And just the school, the school's a good school if you want to be a, a computer animation major, something like that. But when I was a graphic designer, I wasn't really inspired. I was just kind of in a dark studio the whole time behind a computer. And yeah. I was just like, this sucks. I want to gotcha. be out in the sun. I want to yeah. be working with my hands. I missed like working with my hands with the, the Christmas tree farm. Okay. So I kind of found myself in the sculpture program just hmm. randomly. So all I was right. welding and doing all like carpentry and, um, you know, um, making cool stuff, which was, yeah. which was interesting. But then I re- quickly realized you can't make, really make money okay. doing this, you know. Uh-huh. And I realized that I needed to like just being raised by, you know, my my grandparents and being really thrifty i was like i need to actually have a job yeah after this. yeah so i found myself in the um taking uh printmaking and i was like wow this is cool it's like sculpture and graphic design yeah, this is like combining the two uh-huh. you know and um i was like oh there's screen printers like i could work as a t-shirt printer if i wanted to or yeah. i could do something else so i quickly was like well this school is not great for graphic design or fine arts. Uh-huh. So I'm going to I'm going to transfer. I'm going to look for a better school. And I found uh, Maryland Institute College of Art up in Baltimore. Okay. You know, it being three. And what up, year? And what year? Yeah, is that, this? That, this was uh, this was 2004. Okay. Yeah, this is 2004. Okay. And so I was like, I'm going to transfer. So I transferred from that school to Baltimore, which completely different from the white sand beaches. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Baltimore is like rough, you know, but also really beautiful. Yeah. Baltimore has got like, like amazing just history Uh and it like kind of forgotten too. Like you'll be walking around and there's no like good neighborhood, bad neighborhood in Baltimore. Maybe on the outskirts. I've never been in the good neighborhood. Okay. 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 But it's like, you're going through the the town. You're just like from block to block. You're like, watch your ass or like, oh, this is okay. Yeah. 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 So it was cool because everything was super cheap there, Mm -hmm. you know, so you could rent whatever. I had friends that rented a huge flats, like warehouses. Oh, really? oh, it was crazy, but also you're going to get mugged wherever you go. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So it reminded me of like, you know, I hear of stories of like 1970s New York okay. in the village. And I'm like, this is probably that was like similar, the village. Huh? Yeah, it was very similar. Lots of artists, lots of just crime, a lot of abandoned buildings. Wow. But also really inspiring because of the history of it all. You see like these streetcar lines going through the street that are unused, the bricks, uh, buildings everywhere you see like little plaques on the buildings being like this is where this guy invented like a letterpress machine wow. or like a that's cool you know and that's inspiring right there it's, it's so like, cool you know and you, you realize that you're just part of this whole legacy yeah you know, of just being being a human and just trying to like improve your community you know for sure for sure which was hit me hard and i was like what am i doing with my life you know okay okay and it all uh, it all kind of made sense when I was looking around. I really loved seeing these old storefronts that weren't really storefronts anymore in these communities that were like maybe someone's houses, but they had like the corner windows or whatever. And I was like, I want a storefront. I want to I want to like go outside every day, be sweeping the sidewalk, say hi to my neighbors, a cup of coffee in my hand. You know, I want people to walk in, know that they have a a, a place they can hang out. You know, draw or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I can do that with printmaking. 
you yeah. know? So I started looking to see if there was any printmaking shops for that, like that. And I was like, oh, letterpress is, is cool. That's that's a lot like graphic design. And people come in, order things, yeah. posters. You know, you meet really cool people because, you know, you work with bands, you work with artists. Yeah, for sure. So I was really inspired. You know, it was like early 2000s. So, you know, letterpress was, was kind of going strong. You okay. know, it was good. It really had a resurgence in the 90s letterpress. But this was, it was a good point to kind of, to think about starting a business. Okay, you know? okay. So I just started trying to learn as much as I can from as many people. And luckily, you know, Micah, the school had a really good letterpress program. Baltimore had really cool like letterpress shops. Okay. In between my senior and junior year in college, I went down to Hat Show Print in Nashville, which has been around since like 1870 something. Wow. They've they printed the first Elvis posters, like Johnny Cash posters. I was like Second week I was there, I was like printing Johnny Cash posters, like reprints. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> so cool. I got, I got to know what like a job shop was. You know, it's not like school. It's like you get a job and you do it and do it fast. Uh-huh. You do it good. And that was that was like the major kind of starting point to my so letterpress career. Okay. So yeah. that was, a, I mean, that's that's a really great, I mean, co- contribution to where you are today. I mean, that's, yeah. it was almost like just all in kind of like mm-hmm. you just went all in and and it was a it was a what is it a hose yeah uh, you're, you're just trying like, to grab everything you can. I can't do it i was like i can't do anything else yeah you know yeah and, you know? and that that's what's cool though too though self-awareness right yeah you were, and you enjoyed it so you you identified it quite quickly right and then it was like okay how do i become and i'm sure to this day you're still ongoing to become a master of your craft you, you you're yeah. obviously great at what you do and mm-hmm. but it's the Continuing to learn and and and, and yeah, because I'm sure it's, you can it's, every project's learn. different. <laughs> yeah, you can always learn. And you know, there's so many people I come across, and they're just like, you, you figure it out kind of early on. And I was like, well, I just figured out what I what I can't what I can't, what I'm not good at doing. You know, I wasn't good at you know, I I really wanted to be a scientist as a okay. kid. You know, uh-huh. I wasn't good at math. At, you know, I, maybe I'm better if someone taught me correctly. But like, yeah. I just wasn't there, you know, and I was just like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I didn't beat my head against the wall and just, yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just kind of like, well, I'm good at that. So I'll do something I'm good at and something that I like and, um, you know, something that I want to uh, do every day. That's awesome. You That's know, awesome. That's like, awesome. well, so then wh- when did you move to San Francisco then? Mm. So right after I graduated, or right before I graduated, I was like kind of looking around. And I was mm. just emailing every letterpress place I could. So it was like either New York City or San Francisco at the time were, were like the hubs for letterpress. Okay. And I was like, I still need more training. I need to learn how to run a business. I've never been to business school. Uh-huh. You know, like <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I'm just going to live real poor and just kind of like just train. It'll mm. be like going to school, but I'm getting paid. Yeah. So my friend uh, moved to San Francisco like six months before. She had a couch I could sleep on. I was like, okay, I'm going. Grabbed my grandfather's army duffel, threw everything I could in there. I think I moved after two months after graduating. Wow. Okay. I was like, peace out, New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, got to get only, out of this yeah, place because yeah. you'll get stuck in that. Uh, okay. you, know, you get stuck in the comfort. You got to take yourself out of that comfort. For sure. And I was sleeping on a couch on like 14th and Woodward, like deep mission, 2007, Still really sketchy down, down there. Still kind of sketchy, but it was real sketchy. But you survived Baltimore, so. I survived Baltimore. I actually have gotten fucked with more in San Francisco have than you? I have in Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, wow. For some reason. That's crazy. For some reason. <laughs> so I uh, 
it was about a month in. I was like, nowhere. I wasn't getting any leads for for uh, apartments. No leads for jobs. Uh-huh. And I was uh, I was walking past a um, warehouses on 16th and Harrison. I think I was going to Safeway or something up there. And uh, I peered in. I was like, oh, these machines look kind of familiar, but not really. I, I just walked in, uh, asked the lady what's up, and she was like, oh, this is a book bindery. And I was like, well, are you hiring? And she was like, yeah, you know how to book bind? I was like, well, I know how to print, sort of, you know, the same, a little bit. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, we just fired someone, so you're hired. Opportunity. Oh, I was like, God. okay, cool. Uh-huh. You know, All right. It probably took a week or something, but it was cool. It was a hard job. Okay. Hard job. And I learned a lot there, just like in terms of production. Um, and when you say hard job, you mean like, it's, it, I mean, is it it's physical? It's just like, real, or it's just It's real physical or, and just really repetitive. Okay. It's like okay. working, I mean... It's like working in a factory. You know, okay, you're making okay. like a hundred books, which is a lot of work. Like a hundred of the same book. Gotcha. And then this is like I think I've seen it one time. It's just like paper on top of paper, right? And mm-hmm. then you're binding it, and it's like, but yeah. it's like you're but doing this, a lot of the same. This book. was hand, but this was this was like old school book binding. So we were sewing. Oh man, we were doing leather skiving and stuff okay, like that. Okay, I was working with a lot of. A lot of Chinese uh, women who just like knew how to do this back in China, hmm. okay. and they were like, "I'm gonna do this." And they taught me how to like work fast, work efficiently. Wow. Okay. I mean, we talked and shit. It was fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> but they like taught me like how to like do things well and like how to set up a jig so things are easier for you if you're doing repetitive stuff. Hmm. You know, I I had a kind of an asshole boss, which you know. I know how not to treat employees now. There you, you go. Know, don't uh, breathe down their neck. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Which took me a while in my in my own right to like learn how not to do too. But like, you know, um, so I stayed with that job for like two years. Actually, the lady who um, one of the ladies who left right before me got hired at a letterpress shop, and after two years, she quit that letterpress shop and she recommended them to me. Hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just moved right into a letterpress shop on uh, Sixth and Howard, another kind of weird okay. neighborhood uh-huh. <laughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> and um, yeah, I worked for uh, this company called Hello Lucky that made greeting cards and wedding invitations for four or five years and um, worked with great people there. Okay. Uh, so cool. There was like three printers, uh, became good friends with those, those guys. The sales team was awesome. I was printing a lot of stuff I didn't like okay. to print, like a lot of wedding invitations, a lot uh-huh. of kind of cute, cute, cutesy cards. But you know, I was learning the machines. Yeah, yeah. And yeah I was yeah. learning like I was learning how to do stuff, and like, and kind of maybe two years in, I felt comfortable enough to start putting stuff online. So I started a blog. Okay. Called the Aesthetic Union. Really? It's a yeah. start from oh wow. It started okay. there, yeah. Started from a blog. Cool. So it right. started from like a Tumblr. All right. Oh Tumblr. wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And I just started printing uh, friends' business cards. And, like, it was cool. Like, I found designers that would design for me and uh-huh. I would print. I'd give things for cheap. I would do things for trade, you know? Yeah. Just kind of, like, stuff. And it kind of just, like, business cards build a community for you, too. Okay. people are handing, in, handing out your cards for free. Yeah. They're like, oh, cool. This is a cool card. Who did this? Oh, I did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you just meet so many people that way, which was awesome. Uh-huh. And there were cool people. Some people were shitty. Some people were cool. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's life. <laughs> yeah, it's life, right? So that was like, um, I don't know. That was probably like 2011. Okay. Or so. And uh, 
I was a young guy, you know, and I uh, didn't know what I really wanted to do other than that. I was like, this is cool. I, I have a job and I have a side job. And you did you still have that vision about you wanted the storefront? I, yeah, I had that vision, but like San Francisco was getting expensive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for like, sure. This is not going to happen in this city. Okay. I was looking around. I took a couple of train rides up to Portland and, you know, I took, took some rides down to LA and I was like, oh, this is more viable, but I don't know if the like economics could support any more of this stuff. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. In the meantime, when all this was happening too, I was also holding down another job at the Maritime Museum here. Okay. Which is cool. I got to learn how to sail and I, I just, you know, it really just fulfilled my need to like work with my hands more. It, it's interesting. It's interesting that you, because we talked about you were thinking about going to the Navy, mm-hmm. but you still... Kind of, you still, got, you still it got it. Yeah, Kept yeah. The, the water was still around you. I know. Yeah, that's cool. It was, it was calling me. You know, uh-huh. it was called me, and yeah, it was cool. I got to sail some really awesome boats down there, and like volunteering is great. You meet people from all walks of life that are coming down there, and it was cool. It was just cool to have that experience. So I was, I was sure. working really two jobs, and so Hello Lucky was kind of like slowing down everyone was getting that feeling we we're gonna get laid off so okay. i was the first one to get laid off okay I was like damn yeah. what am i gonna do yeah like this skill is not like well, transferable just, yeah 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 <laughs> you know? yeah there's like two other letterpress printers in the city and like i don't know what i was gonna do so i worked at the maritime museum for a while um i actually bought a boat like Did a really? fishing boat yeah okay i cool. lived on that fishing boat for okay yes yeah. You know, it was a it was a boat from uh, the 1920s. Something I always wanted to do. That's cool. So, and it was it was like twofold, right? It was like something I always wanted to do. I was working at the Maritime Museum, so it was really easy for me to find something like that, uh-huh. and uh, I could fix it up myself. Yeah, but it was also a really uh, good way to avoid San Francisco rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right for sure. It's like uh, at that time, I saved up a lot of money because I was just scrounging. Like uh-huh. I was not going out to eat. I was not drinking. Uh-huh. I was just like scrounging. So I bought a boat for like 15000 Okay. How much do you pay a rent for San Francisco yeah. here? You know, I saved that. And it was a fishing boat. So I found these loopholes that were like, you live on a fishing boat. You can park at the commercial docks. There's no like liveaboard rules. <laughs> you know, the city kind of like, you, you're living in the underbelly of San Francisco. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like maybe one step above the street or one step above living in a van. Yeah. Oh, but you got water. You're on the water, which is cool. It's more appealing. It's yeah. way more appealing. You know, if you're going on a date, you're like, you want to come back to my boat? <laughs> there you go. It's way more appealing than you want to come back to my van. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a little sketchy. Awesome. <laughs> you know? Um, so that was, uh, that was really exciting. Also really frightening too. It was like, it's a massive responsibility. Yeah. Owning your own place where you're living. Yeah. And I had no idea what I'm doing. So I was like, I moved to Sa- Sausalito. I was like, I don't know what. I just kind of was like retired. So the, and then, so then when you got laid from when you got yeah. laid off, to, yeah. how, what's the time span in this? It was about a year and a half or okay. so. So yeah. you're still trying to figure figuring out what you're going to do. I had no idea what I was going to do. I mean, I liked working at the museum and there was opportunities there to like get a government job because it's, it's a national, yeah, uh, it's a government job, federal stuff, which was cool. Yeah, I get paid like so much money. Uh huh. But I, don't, I didn't know if I wanted to do that. I had all this skill; it wasn't creative that much. Yeah. You know? 
So I got a, I was I was in Sausalito and I randomly got an email from uh, Heath Ceramics, and I was like, oh, I know them. They their their factory is close to me in Sausalito, you know, over on Gate Five. And uh, so the the email said, you know, we 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 bought a building in uh, 2012 over on um, 18th in Alabama, so close to the bookbinder where I started it, and. Um, we're looking for small manufacturers and small um, shop people that want to start little shops around the factory just to kind of create like a neighborhood. You know, would you be interested? We saw your stuff on Tumblr. I was on Instagram at that point. Saw your stuff on Instagram. Are you still doing this kind of work? Yeah. And I was like, they probably asked like five other letter (laughs) printers before me, but I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll take a look at the space, you know? And, um, it was cool. They were just like, whatever you want. It wow, was like where Tartine is now, where, where Play Mountain is now, uh, where my shop is now. There were basically there was four spaces, and they were like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "Well, how much is the rent?" And they were like, "Well, it's a lot lower than you think because we really want to create a community that's going to be viable, and we wow. don't want like chain whatever's." In yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I was like, "Okay, cool." So. Um, it was kind of amazing. It was uh, it was a great deal. I actually found um, one of my friends wanted to start a letterpress shop too, and so okay. I got her on board. And then we kind of split the rent at first. And she was making cards under the name Papa Llama, and she's still here. Actually, she's going to move to uh, L.A. soon. Is she? Okay. Yeah, um, still with the line. She's doing great. So that was kind of a little incubator for her too, cool. which was cool. And we just kind of scratched the line. She worked in retail. I've never worked in retail. So she was, I was like, what do we do? Yeah. It's almost a 2,000 square foot space. So it's kind of like I just gathered as much stuff as I could. I like went into the dumpster at the Maritime Museum and was like pulling bits of boats out. And okay. just being like, this would be so a cool bench. Space. This would be a cool yeah. table. Some of that stuff's still in the shop now. Really? It's from the Maritime that's Museum. A, I mean, that's a big, that's a good size space. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> so, size space. We need to fill that thing up. Yeah. And then we, she had a press, and then we bought a, we bought a press together and had some other equipment. But it was like sparse when we moved in. Okay, I can't believe like Kathy and Robin, the owners of Heath, were just like, okay, you know, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. If I was that, like, These guys are scrappy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, this guy's living on a boat. He's dirty all the time. What the hell? <laughs> but we did it. We just like we scrapped it together and, and figured it out and. Um, it was rough though, you know, it was like it was really rough for maybe three years. Okay. Three or okay. four years. And there was people coming in with sometimes we they would they'd work out as employees. They would just leave sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, it was just it was just so much pressure and just um And this is in two thousand so this is two thousand thirteen. Yeah. I mean, we, we opened the door in like December fifth or something. Okay. I was like, we're determined. We we signed the lease in October. And I built the space out and we opened in like a month. It was like wow, late October. Okay. And I was like, we're getting Just all doing the shit it. in. I got to get money. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was cool. It's like I didn't spend more than probably 20000 on the build out. And like I just did most of it. Called in a lot of favors from friends. Yeah. And we did it. And we had a party and everyone came. And it was cool. Did you fulfill that, that vision of uh, – you know, sweeping the front, and um, do you feel like you know you've done that? I feel or like you... I've done that now. Yeah, I don't think I felt that 
before. It was all just craziness. There was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of, I mean, there's also like a lot of uh, personal, like mental thing I had to work out, you know, Uh which was like, I I would never like celebrate my achievements. You know, opening that shop, I was like, okay, that was cool. But like, what's next? Yeah. You know, I couldn't take any time to be like, sit down and just be like, she wanted to keep rolling. This was cool. This was great. You know, I just wanted to keep on rolling. And it was, that's a lot of stuff. That's like, that's like the people who raised me. That was my childhood. That's how you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but does that like, as far as like, if you would have to look back and, and say, well, I wish I knew that before. Is that something that you would want to like, you not sort of throw a party every single time you make a, an accomplishment, <laughs> yeah. but like a little bit like, you know, smell the roses. Like, okay, I did this. Yeah, and if, then- it, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Risa, who, who's Papa Lama, I don't think we would have had those parties and celebrations and her forcing me to slow down. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I think I would just be a miserable son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> just so in, in it. Those are the grindstone. I don't think I would, I would, I would have survived. I don't think the shop would have been here without huh. her being like, slow down. Yeah. And it took me a while to figure out to myself, you got to slow down. Maybe huh. not until like two years ago. I, I actually, you know, kind of realized it. So as far as right now, so she was, she's doing her own thing as far as she's doing her own thing. Yeah. She, um, she went to, uh, Oakland, I believe. And then, um, she, her parents are down in, um, uh, in SoCal and she wants to take care of them. So she's going to okay. go down there and, uh, continue her greeting card line. And, Sweet. you know, it's cool. That's so cool. sweet. She's doing good. Sweet. And then, so then, as now that you have the aesthetic union, it's all open, and you've obviously expanded. Like the, you, you still do the InDesign, the studio services, oh, and yeah. the enterprise. And then, with your creative workspace, how well does that work? Like, I mean, it you you kind of bring. Not, I don't want to talk about bringing in business, but it does create that creative environment where yeah, you kind of feed off that. And there's something. Yeah, everything feeds off each other in that space. So like, having that retail space was essential. To begin with, okay, you know, so okay, even like when I was starting out, I was going to Blick and just buying things and just selling it at the price I was buying things for. Just I didn't to know bring. how to just to put things in there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like I have, um, I met uh, Alexis Joseph from uh, Case for Making um, a few years ago, and um, as soon as we saw each other, we're like, "Oh, you're doing a really cool thing. You're doing a really cool thing. How can we do things together?" <laughs> right? So yeah. like. You know, she's great. She manages that front of the space there. Um, I mean, basically, it's like an outpost for her shop right now. It's like we do so much stuff with Case for Making in terms of Case for Making is an art supply store in the Outer Sunset. And it's been there for, oh, geez, I don't know how many years, maybe as long as my shop has been around. Okay. And um, we like joined forces. And she was like, I'm really good at doing retail and I'm good at doing that sort of stuff. You're good at printing and production and stuff. Why don't you focus on that? Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, let's do that. You know, like, uh-huh. and so in the front of the shop, we sell a lot of uh, pens, pencils. I really want that kind of threshold to be low. Uh-huh. So a lot of that, uh, a lot of our scrap paper is just used on the table where you can get to like demo pens. People yeah. Come in and draw. Yeah. You don't even have to buy anything to like come in and enjoy and just, the space. Yeah, exactly. Right. But if you wanted to buy something, I think the cheapest thing we have is like 50 cents. Oh, wow. You know, so it's like, it, yeah. Where else in San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, right. For 50 <laughs> fucking cents. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> so, and then we have our prints there, you know, on our wall. 
So the prints I always make, I make, um, I'm really determined to do like li limited edition letterpress prints at affordable prices because I want people to get original artwork. No, no printmaking as a real art form, and okay. hopefully it could be like their first original piece of art in their house, not okay. not a digital print, but an yeah. actual print like turned by hand, okay. like in their front of the shop. So. That's cool. It's always like, you know, 100 bucks for a print, 150 bucks framed. You know, okay, like cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do that stuff. It's reasonable. All original. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, all original. And then the space also serves as kind of a showcase of what we do in the back. So like custom design, custom letterpress printing. So people can come in, see business cards, dream up of a project. They can come and talk to us if we're there. Yeah. Uh, we're usually there, not there during the weekend, but like during the week, come in. Yeah. Show them paper samples, everything, and it's just cool because they see the they see the art prints on the wall, and they're just like, "Oh, I want to do something like that." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Or they see like some, what someone else did, and they're like, "This looks cool. Let's do something like this." Sort of, yeah. or it just kind of the whole space just kind of like works well together. That's awesome. You know, That's, you really have created that creative environment, and, and it's a, a welcoming environment to yeah, come in and yeah. just. That, that's awesome. That's actually really hard to do yeah. in a welcoming environment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> the What would you say, do you believe that is one of the reasons for your ongoing success, or do you have a, another reason of why you continue to um, be successful? I think success is funny, right? It's like some people, a lot of the people in the city are like, success is about having investors and selling your business for a million dollars and then moving on to the next thing, yeah. right? The way I'm defining success is that if I'm happy day to day and I have employees that are happy and I'm satisfied at what we're doing, it's really, uh, yeah, the money is there. I know I'm never going to have as much money as most of these people in San Francisco. It's just a, it's just like a fucking fact. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm never going to. But so what do I have? I have my happiness. You know, and that's something like it's priceless. I talk to yeah, it's priceless. Yeah. I talk to my friends who, you know, make fifty five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and they're not happy. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I will be happy in five years after I leave. Well, why can't be happy now, man? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're manager at Google, but like you're, you're not. <laughs> like, yeah. I know, I know. It's, I it's exactly like, what you're saying. It's just mind blowing. That yeah. Like, I I've seen too many people growing up in jersey like just working their fingers to the bone not being happy because they think they needed to make money they need, think they needed to save something for someday and i'm not saying you you shouldn't yeah. i still save money all the time yeah and i'm thrifty as hell but like if you're not happy while you're doing it like there's something you gotta reevaluate your life yeah so that's success that's right. i think that's why Beautiful. i'm successful is because like my definition of success is way different than most people's. That's awesome. And I'm also very concerned with the community and, and making sure my employees are happy too. And that's like, that's how I'm judging my success. Yeah. So yeah. All right. I, I think that's like continue, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's powerful. No, and I, that's, I completely agree. That's, uh, that is your, the path for success Yeah. and being happy and not, not necessarily. I mean, and it's okay if people that would do it for the money and go mm. after that, but mm. but don't complain if you're unhappy. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. you have a right to do what you want to do, but <laughs> but it is. It's just a matter of um, what at the end of the day, what fulfills you and 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 and, mm. and you're content. And that's and I think a lot of creatives and a lot of um, even entrepreneurs, if you're going to go after a business because you want to make 
a crap load of money, mm-hmm. you might be in the wrong path. You, it's like, why do you want to do this? It needs to be a bigger reason than money or or what it is. It's like, why do you want to solve this problem? It's because of this reason, and and yeah. you, that's awesome. So that's well said. What's next for aesthetic? Um, what's next? Hopefully, it just uh, it's it's been on a good uh, path for two years now. Okay, you know, I've gotten uh, three full time employees and. Uh, you know, I have I have a pressman who does a lot of the letterpress printing, which is great. He's his attention detailer is amazing. Great project manager. It's really funny because I'm the youngest guy in the shop, okay. <laughs> but I'm the boss, so it's so weird. But it's like it's cool, you know. I don't think these guys would be in a totally different line of work if you know if it wasn't for the shop, which is yeah. cool, you know. I hope that we can bring in more people. I'm hoping that we could I can hire a, a full time marketing person, maybe. Or like if they would do marketing sales or something, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would love that. Just like taking, I found out like what I like doing day to day. And it's like making art prints okay, and like talking with people. Right. Uh-huh. And the more stuff I can figure out, what's just like excess, you know, like marketing. Like, yeah. You can, I don't like doing that. Yeah. If I can, if I can source that someone who's, who's responsible and who's like success is defined in yeah. terms of success, <laughs> yeah. then that's cool. Uh-huh. And, and that's kind of my, that's the next steps for the aesthetic union okay. is really just kind of narrowing down my field of what I want to do and building up more of a community around it. Sweet. Um, we're really into like being like a legacy shop. We yeah. want to be yeah. around for 30 years. We, we're not planning to like build up and sell out. We yeah. want to be like a stronghold. As long as that lease holds, holds <laughs> out, you know, because like if we're if we're not there, then I don't think we'll we'll be able to exist. Yeah, yeah. And then you, but you'll deal with that. Deal with it when that if that rock crumbles. Yeah, but, that's but, true. But, that's but, true. We have a good relationship with these ceramics right now, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> what would you say to someone that wants to start a business, and I'm maybe not mm. necessarily um, a print business or uh-huh. anything like that, but any advice what would you what would you man it's like i've never had a kid maybe one day but like i feel like it's having a kid and just like the kid's gonna be a baby for a long time and you need to like really focus on that kid and just like put that kid in front of you and uh sacrifice a lot sacrifice a lot like i hear stories of my friends you know staying up all night and they're just like I can't <laughs> I have to feed this kid so much. That's like your business. You know, you got to feed that business all the time and you got to put as much as you can into it. But you also have to realize to like to appreciate it every day. Yeah. Um, if I was to go back and, and, and change it, I think that's what I would do. Really learn how to appreciate it. But everything that I did really got me to where I am now. And I don't think I would appreciate the stuff now if I didn't do what I did in the past. So. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of take it day to day, put so much into that business if you want it to succeed, uh-huh. and learn how to delegate. Okay, delegate's like so important because uh-huh. if you if you get a little bit of money, spend that money on someone to to help you. Gotcha. You know, don't try to save it all. Gotcha. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah. Do, and do it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do it all. Yeah, learn what you like and do that. So then um, the acronym I created is uh, WinWin. It's why I do what I do. Uh What would you say is your personal inspiration of why you do what you do? So what's your WinWin? Why I do what I do? Um, Well, 
one of the reasons is because I've, I've really pinched and hold myself into this is what I do. I can't do anything else, you know, like, yeah, I guess I could sail maybe a bit and like, uh-huh. you know, maybe some of these skills would be transferable to another place, but I would be so unhappy in a corporate environment. Okay. So unhappy. Yeah. I'd be such a pain in the ass employee. <laughs> I'd be fired so quickly. <laughs> so I do what I do is because I, I, this is my space. This is my little. This is my little place where I where I have it. It's not like a little place where I'm king. It's like a little place where I'm just like part of my group, yeah, and I feel really good about it. Yeah, and that's why. That's what I do. That's why I do it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you kind of talked about, um, and I'm interested if you do do still do sailing, but mm-hmm. um, outside of work, uh-huh. you finally have a day off. What do you? What is your perfect day off? What What are you doing? Oh. I really like, you know, California is a really weird place sometimes. And I love finding out those weird places. Like, I love just getting out of this bubble. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you have to go oh kind of far God. out to get out of the bubble. Yeah. I love exploring, like, the Delta. The Delta is so weird between okay. here in Sacramento. Like, these little towns. I love learning about history and just, like, just this little stuff, you know. Like, being outside. Uh-huh. Maybe it's taking a motorcycle ride out there. And just stopping and like meeting some like people who have been here for a while. It I don't want to meet another person that's been here for a year working <laughs> in tech. I want to be. I want to meet like old timers. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. So that's like my perfect day. It's like right. going somewhere and like not knowing anyone and just like getting your foot in the door and like drinking a beer at an old place. All right, cool. You there know? you go. That's dope. All right. How do you stay motivated? Um, you know, um. I think staying motivated, like what gets me out of bed in the morning is like, I like lay there with my eyes open and be like, why do I want to get up? I think about, I think about my employees, you know, they're counting on me. And I think about like, what do I got, what do I got to do? You know, I don't, I don't really have any plans for like two years down the line, five years down the line. I'm just kind of like thinking I'm really living in the moment right now. Okay. I'm just okay. like taking it day by day. Okay. It's all I can do. I have like a loose plan. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. like, that's what's really motivating me. Is like, what's going to be different today? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to okay. be the same, but it's going to be different. Totally you different. Know? So <laughs> that's all I can do. All right, all right. And then what? Um, as far as your, what would you say your favorite or most inspirational places? Oh man, I really like, I really like the outdoors and just kind of the coast. Okay. around here you know especially when you get up north and it's just like cliffs and water and like just like even as a kid i'd love going to the beach during a storm and just, just seeing, seeing the okay. power yeah. just seeing how like you know looking outside here we got skyscrapers and all this stuff like this fucking ego in the yeah. sky <laughs> and like if you think about it like tidal wave can come and just knock it all away i love feeling just like that power just like we're nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I love that because we think humans think we're so important every day. Yeah, and we're like and a, we're speck just a speck, <laughs> which is cool. I love that feeling. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Then, uh, do you ever? How often do you go back home? To- I haven't. You know, my um, unfortunately, my grandmother died like two years ago. Okay. So. We had to sell the Christmas tree farm okay. and stuff like that. And I went. I went back maybe a day after she died. Just missed her. Got to talk to her like five minutes before she died, though. It was good. But I went to the um, I went to the farm. I went inside her house. I could. I just said goodbye to everything, and I 
I don't want to go back. You know, yeah. it's just like I smell. I smelt the dirt. Like, yeah. Perfect. You know, I saw our shoes on the steps. I just have this picture, and I like don't want anything to ruin that picture. Plus, gotcha. you go back, it changes so much. Yeah. This this uh, this kind of monolith of whatever this is is putting a Lowe's down the street from my house and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, uh-huh. like it's not really the same anymore. Gotcha. I mean, other than my dad, and I mean. I don't really have that much of a family anymore. There. Okay. Yeah. Just, so you're Bay Area, man. I'm Bay Area now. <laughs> All right. Honestly, I moved from here. Yeah. Well, with so. Bay Area and being in the city, uh, mm. cocktails of choice, oh, or actually, do you prefer? I know you said beer. Do you prefer a cocktail or a beer? Um, you know, I love I love the innovation of cocktails. Okay. Okay. And I would I would hate to say that. I don't think there's a better cocktail in the city than Trick Dog. Always makes the best cocktails. Okay. And it's not just because I work with those guys. <laughs> uh, they're just really innovative. Um, I love beer, though. Okay. I'm a beer guy. I went to I went to London a couple years ago, and I was like, finally, the beers I like. I uh-huh. like not hoppy beers and stuff. And uh, um, I love Moonlight Brewery. Okay. Uh, it's up in Santa Rosa, I believe. Um, small brewery. Sometimes yeah. you can find them, but yeah. Yeah, no, craft, that's the cool thing about it. especially now. I mean, within the last, I guess, what, 10 years, even more now, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's, I feel like new, the new restaurants are like, it's actually the new breweries that are opening up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, it, yeah. and it's so cool, like, to try different beers. It doesn't help um, for me, my uh-huh. stomach, uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> the, no. the, the, the beer belly, <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, but uh, it's like, oh man, but you just got to try that new beer. <laughs> you got to try it. You got to try it. The good thing is about some of these places that you get small beers too. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. I want to try them all. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. So, That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, and just to kind of, I have two final questions to, uh, to kind of close out and mm. one's a little bit deeper, but how do you want to define your legacy? Oh, man. <laughs> You know, it's such a it's such a weird word because like I feel like there's so much there's so much ego tied up with legacy, you know, and uh, I know ego kind of keeps us alive sometimes. Too much is bad, and uh, I think about it like this: I think about like the old boat I was on, or the presses I have. Oldest press I have is from 1932. I'm not going to be the last person that uses this thing. I wasn't the first person, you know. So I'm like really just a steward of these things. I'm just passing along for the next person. So I think my legacy is kind of teaching someone else to take over, you know, teaching the next letterpress printer, showing that letterpress doesn't have to just be the same old thing, but it could be something new. It could be whatever you want, but like use these machines and keep keep them in really good shape for the next 100 years, 200 years. So that's that's the legacy, you know? That's, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. The, uh, and then finish this sentence. James is? Oh, man. James is. James is pretty content right now. That's awesome. Uh, awesome. 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 I always love. I always love when uh, the, the last sentence fill in the blank. <laughs> so, um, so as far as uh, website, mm-hmm. um, and then if you want to put out your social media handles, um, I don't know if you want to do your personal one as yeah, well. Yeah. But um, go ahead and give all that information. Uh, yeah, out. it's uh, websites www.theaestheticunion.com. Make sure you put the in front of the aesthetic union or the aesthetic union. And then uh, Instagram is the aesthetic union. If you want to follow me personally, it's James Lewis Tucker. And you'll see a lot of art prints and a lot of uh, 
poetry on there too Sweet. working on a book too sweet so, all yeah. right so, cool we'll maybe we'll get goes. you back on there when you talk about the, the media blitz for your book man oh, yeah we'll see. <laughs> that's cool no we'll you have see. you have an awesome story yeah so, awesome you. uh and then i'll make sure that uh, obviously i'll have all your links on this scotch powder story cool. when it comes out so we'll have all that and then as far as the store the you want to talk about the store hours in case someone wanted to come store in? hours we're we're closed on mondays uh during the week, we're open 11 to 6, uh, on the weekend, 11 to 5. So come visit us at 555 Alabama Street. Sweet, man. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time, your story, dude. Thank you. Awesome. I didn't, I didn't expect the boat uh, <laughs> aspect, and I think that's, that's it's, a, it's an incredible part of your journey. Yeah. I mean, it's an yeah. incredible story. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Thank you so much. Thank James. you. Thank Appreciate you. It.